Alicia. And this is Shit on the Table. Thanks for listening in. So how was your week, Vanessa? My week was, um, or weeks, I guess because it's two weeks after we put it out. Yeah, since we since uh, we've listened in. Um, it was hit and miss. I had some pretty shitty fucking moments happen in uh, my work week. It was not fun. How so? So we're getting work done on my trailer, right? Like I had said last time. Yeah. Um, well, he had, we're having him do redo like the back, which we call the utility area, which has the water heater, the blow dryer. It has our clean water tank, um, my clipper bag. That's all back there. Are and you we'll, enclosing it? Yeah. No. So the barn doors keeps it all closed. So what we're having him do is put everything up. So the clipper vac was mounted mm-hmm. and the blow dryer was mounted, but the water heater has was just kind of sitting on the floor. Yeah. Um, so we asked him to mount it and put it in some studs. And he said, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And have just everything look neater, you know, because yeah. when we did it, it looked a little tragic, you know, because we don't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. So we're... You wanted to look like one of those pro vans. Yeah, we wanted yeah. to look nice. And so, um, well... I was driving, and, like, this whole morning just was not good. This whole fucking morning was tragic. Um, I get to my client's house, which he did my carpets. Mm -hmm. And I go to the house, and I'm like, 1932? I don't know. That just sounds weird. This just sounds like a really weird address to me, Okay, the number. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm ringing the doorbell, ringing the doorbell. Nobody's there. Nobody's answering me because they have, like, one of those ring doorbells nobody's answering. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, maybe you have the wrong house because I'm not, like, getting the right house kind of vibe. And so then I start calling my receptionist. I called her, like, four times, and she's not answering. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, nobody's answering me. And, yeah. like, so I'm freaking out. Like, this person's not here, and I'm prompt. I'm there, like, at 845. You're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Like, let's get started. And so then I'm like, okay, well, nobody's here. So it's now it's, like, 9 o'clock. Nobody's answering my phone calls. Oh, dang. After 15 minutes, that's cr- that's. It's like, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So oh, I awful. get in my trailer or I get in my truck and start to like kind of drive around. And I see my clients walking down the street with their dogs. And I roll down my window and I like stop by them because they're waving me down. And I'm like, did I, did I go to the right house? And they're like, yeah, you went to the right house. So obviously someone was getting the ring phone calls and they didn't want to fucking answer me. So they decided to take their dogs on a walk when they had a scheduled appointment. They went to go get coffee. They live in this community that has a coffee house in their community. Which is nice. It is. But But you had an appointment. (laughs) So what the fuck are you doing? You could have left your dogs. Exactly. And they're like, we don't expect anybody on time. And I'm like. What? Yes. Yeah. So I finally park and they finally like hustle over to their house. And I'm like, we didn't realize you'd be here on time. Like, no, we don't expect people to be on time. And I'm, like, just looking at them, like, what the fuck? So I'm already fuming and, like, (laughs) trying to be nice to these people when I'm already irritated. Mm -hmm. And so then I guess at some point of me driving around, there was a lot of speed bumps. And I guess at some point my water heater fell and disconnected everything, the hoses and all that stuff. So I get, but it hadn't started leaking out of my trailer yet. Okay. So we finally get the dogs in the tra- the trailer. Everything turns on. It's fine. And like I'm doing the nails, put one of the dogs in the tub to go start the bath. 
turn on my water and nothing's coming out. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't need this right now. (laughs) And so I'm like, well, maybe we just forgot to plug it in or something. Maybe the plug fell out. I don't know. So then I go and I open my door and I look to the side and I just see water flooding out of my trailer. And I'm like, is happening right now that's scary it is i'm like my heart just fucking drops and like my anxiety is just like flying through the roof so then i open it and i just see my water heater that fell on my blow dryer my broken blow dryer that was down on the floor (gasps) maintenance (gasps) and like this is seven gallons of water and then some because it's just metal and foam in like the container part and Fell on my $500 blow dryer that was already needing to be fixed. And there's water fucking pouring everywhere. And I am just like, So then I go into my trailer and I call my client. And thankfully he worked in construction. Uh And so he kind of like helped me. But I guess what happened is the guy didn't put it on the stud. and So he put the studs in. No. So we had studs in the wall already Uh for support. And we told him, you know, to put the mount piece that we had in the studs. So the guy working on your trailer? Did not put them in the studs. Did you did you, did you, you t- talk to him about that? Yeah. He came that night and fixed it, and it hasn't fallen down. But I'm like, can you, like, make sure my blow dryer is working? Because it felt right on top of it. And let me just tell you, this blow dryer didn't even have, like, a dent. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this blow dryer has taken a beating. Not by me, by other people. Do not let people borrow your shit that you do not trust. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, so he came out and my client helped me and, like, fixed it all and put it back together. He didn't mount it, but we just ripped everything out of the walls, the hose, and, like, put it. Jimmy rigged it. Yeah, and fixed it. And so I got through my day, but uh, it was just, like, so thankfully it's hot out here. So the water evaporated within a client, like, when I was done, it was pretty much gone. Yeah. You just keep the back open and stuff? Nah, you don't even have to. It gets so hot in there. It's oh, like, that's good. Like a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, it was just such a shitty morning. Such a shitty morning. Oh, my God. That's awful. Mm-hmm. Do you have any good things that happened this week? Um... <laughs> <laughs> just not as memorable. My husband's birthday. That doesn't count. That has nothing to do with grooming. Oh, um, he's my guys. The handyman guy is currently here working on my flooring, getting that in. That's cool. It was very expensive flooring, but it's beautiful flooring. Did you get the good flooring? Because yeah. I remember you sending me pictures of the cheaper flooring and then the good flooring, and then I was like, okay, well, the good flooring is nicer, but that yeah. one was so cheap. Yeah, no. So the one that I had sent you was eighty-eight cents. Yeah, that was really cheap because it was on clearance. (laughs) Yeah, but and it just didn't look as nice. No. Um, but this one, yeah, no, I spent like five hundred dollars on this floor, and it's nice. It's really nice. I'm really excited to see it when it's done. Are you still like dead set on getting a chandelier in that trailer somewhere? That would be amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't know if I want the cleanup. I just remember when we were looking at trailers many moons ago, you were like, do you think you can get a chandelier in here? And then when you got your new trailer, when you built it out, you're like, Vanessa, do you think I should put a chandelier in here? And I said, no. (laughs) But I really want one. I do. 
I still do. I think I'd put maybe like something chandelier esque in there, yeah, but not like actually light it up, yeah, because that would be really pretty. But probably not. You're funny. It's bumpy out there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So how was your week? Well, this past week, um, I had my in laws in, so mm-hmm. I it's nothing that eventful. I had one client that was like kind of giving me red flags you know she came in for her appointment early and then she was like well you know i can't i can't pay you today and i was like nope i don't mm. i know i know i know i was like oh well she's like well i have this certified check blah 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 you know telling me her whole life story and i'm thinking in my head no matter what you say it doesn't mean i'm going to give you what you want yeah you know what i mean so i'm trying to like just keep this smile because you know what? Anything could be innocent. You know, it could be just, she's just, things Is are just. Is this a first time client? I did her dog's nails once. Okay. So it's a nails. senior dog and she, you know, she came to me because of, I deal with a lot of seniors. So um, I've done the dog's nails before and then she wanted to get the dog groomed. And then when she came in for her appointment, she said that, well, can you still do the appointment today? Even though I can't pay you. And I was like, nah, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it was the very... fact that she even fucking asked you that. Well, is she old? No. I oh. mean, she's not young. Like she's 40s. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I don't know. I can't I can't determine ages very well. Yeah. Um, but but she... she's not. She's not. She's just a little bit. There's a lot of red flags. Yeah. You she know should what I mean? know better. Yeah. There's a lot of red flags that just kind of like keep popping up when she tells me her whole life story and, like, everything mm-hmm. else that goes, you know. Everything could be completely innocent, but... You just never the way know. she's Yeah, but the way she's portraying it, I'm like, uh, no, I'm not in the business of getting scammed, so... Yeah. Well, and you're, you're a business. You yeah, no. I mean? You were a legit business, and you should be treated as such. Oh, of course. I never, I never not take payment uh, same day, so... Um, she... I, I re- just rescheduled her, and then she showed up, and then I got a $4 tip. Because <laughs> she wanted to pay with card to give me a bigger tip, but I didn't trust that. Yeah. And, and there was cash on the table. To just take the cash. She's like, okay, this, this is all the cash I have. It's not a large tip, but if you want to take card, I can give you more. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, no, credit cards, things could... I'll just take the cash. If it's a $4 tip, it's whatever. I don't solicit tips anyway mm-hmm. if they come to me. Amazing, yeah. but so I'd be too nervous that thing is gonna bounce. Yeah, or like get declined. Yeah, and... I'm like I'm not gonna sit there awkwardly, you know, going mm-hmm. through somebody's, you know, because <laughs> it's because I have clients that their cards get declined all the time, and it's just like it's really awkward. Like yeah, and they're like, oh, I forgot to change my last name. You know, things happen. So. Your card can get declined because of that? Because you didn't change your last name? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, oh. if you legally change your last name and you don't tell the bank. We haven't told my bank. And this well, was, like, almost a year ago. Well, no, no, no. no. It's, like, if, if you use the wrong card. Like, so somebody I had had just gotten married and they changed their name to, in the bank, but they never got the new card sent out. So oh, the, the card okay. is technically non-valid. Yeah. But she okay. didn't know. And that's what happened. Oh. So she had to go to the bank. Yeah. And get me cash. Yeah. Okay, I understand now. Because I'm like, uh, but I haven't changed it on my cards or anything. And this is like almost a year later. It doesn't matter. If you don't cancel the cards, it doesn't really matter. Oh, okay. Um, but the the week before was a little bit more busy. I didn't have any dogs under the age of 10. 
Well, I did have one. Yeah. And I'll get into uh, it. It was Milo, my nasty Lhasa Opso. <laughs> that was the only young dog. And she's not even that young. She's middle-aged. But that was the only young dog I had last week. All seniors. All of them. That's so hard. It's, it is. And let me tell you about Milo. She is the nastiest dog. Mm-hmm. Mom's sweetest pie. about her before. Yeah. Mom's sweetest pie. Dog is nasty as hell. And I was bathing her, and I noticed something was up with her tail. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> something was, like, not feeling right about her tail. It looked shorter, and I didn't understand why. So I'm washing it, and I notice that the tip of her tail is black and necrotic. Yeah. So then I take a picture of it right away. You know what I mean? Because if there's an incident or anything, I take a picture of yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Right away. Documentation. Yeah, and I sent it to the owner. I was like, what happened to her tail? And I guess the lady had been in the hospital for like two weeks on and off because mm-hmm. of um, something that she's suffering with. Yeah. Um, and so the dog has been in and out of other places. And, you know, I hate to say it, but the dog's tail has been like severely matted at some points in its lifetime because it doesn't come in very often. Yeah. So, I don't know what happened. I think, honestly, after I look at it, I think the to- the dog's tail died. And it finally, like, like fell, fell off and off. rotted off. So, I told her she had to go to the vet. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and this dog, like, they try to avoid going to the vet as much as possible because she's so vicious. Yeah. So And the vet probably, like, sees the dog coming in and be like, okay, get this sedation. Yeah, yeah. And she's, <laughs> Automatic. You know, and when you go to the hospital back and forth and then you have to deal with a vet, uh, and you're embarrassed already because your dog is aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's a lot for the lady. But I told her, I was like, this looks bad. Yeah. You know, it was black. The tip was, like, gone. It yeah, was short. Yeah, you sent me a picture of it. Uh-huh. And it was, like... It looked super gross. It looked like a worm. Like yeah, it looked like worm. a black sharpened pencil at the tip. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have to post that on on a, on the Insta. Let's not. Why not? Oh, on the Insta, we can do the Insta. Yeah. Why not on Facebook? We don't have to name drop. <laughs> <laughs> I already sent her the pictures, so she knows. Oh. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. So you think yeah. She'd be mad. No, I don't think she'd be mad. I mean, we're not talking shit. Well, we technically are talking shit about her evil dog, so. Oh, yeah, but, I mean, come on. She had to see that coming. Yeah, no, she <laughs> knows. dog is fucking evil. She knows. She <laughs> definitely knows. It's like a it's like a constant conversation, like, oh, did Milo, how, how was Milo? Did she bite you? I'm like, nah. She didn't bite me. <laughs> I'm not going to let her bite me. God. But she's middle-aged, so. Mm-hmm. And then all my other dogs were super, super old. Nothing was under the age of 10 except for that one dog. Aww. And I have this German Shepherd mix that comes in. Daddy calls me when he starts shedding. His name is Freddy. Sweetest dog. And he comes in, and, you know, I do a bath. I do a very thorough bath, de-shed, on this dog. And mm-hmm. he has to be 14 years old. And he's a large dog. He's probably only 45 pounds because he's... um, That old age got him. Yeah, the old age. He's thinner on the thinner side. But, you know, I think in his prime, he'd probably be 60 pounds, 65 pounds. Well, Daddy was telling me, because I had known about his heart murmur, because every time my old dogs come in, I ask, is there any change in health or behavioral issues? You Mm -hmm. know, 
every time. And yeah. so, you know, Daddy was a little quiet, and he was mentioning that um, Freddie's heart murmur had gotten worse. Poor baby. And that um, now they're basically weighing out his lifespan in months versus years. So they're saying that he may have only a couple months to mm-hmm. live. And I see him every two months. We don't try to do too much on him. He's very good for grooming. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. He's a senior dog. You know, he just he just comes in when he needs it. Yeah. Um, so I had to have the conversation. And I have the conversation. I make all my old dog clients fill out two forms of paperwork. One, talking about senior dogs and what can happen with senior dogs. Mm-hmm. And then I have a senior dog release form, which just reiterates the first. Yeah. But... For some reason, when people fill out two forms of paperwork or they're constantly reminded that their dog is senior, mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell them I'm not legally liable for your yeah. for your old yeah, dogs. Of course. So they need to know what's up. There's that. So then, you know, I I had the talk with him many moons ago. So now it's like there's change in his health. His heart murmur is worse. And mm-hmm. do you make him resign information? I don't make him resign anything because I already have the original signatures. Mm-hmm. How um, old is that? It is about a year old. Okay. You should probably have him resign it. I can have them resign it. I think you want to have new ones every year. I can probably do that. Yeah. But it's only about a year old. I've only been seeing him for about a year because he just moved to yeah. the side of town. So then, you know, I had the conversation with him like, listen, I am CPR certified. I don't like having these conversations, but mm-hmm. is if if things were to go south very quickly, do you want me to resuscitate? And it's something that it's really uncomfortable to talk about, but yeah. he, you know, he and I told him, you know, with the dog, with everything, things could go south very quickly. Yeah, they're old and and, and he he basically was like, "Listen, if he goes, he goes." Yeah. I understand. And so I told him, you know, those. then I start have to go into the heartfelt thing. Like, I'm like, if he goes, I'll hold him tight. You know, because it's it's a do not resuscitate situation. Yeah. That's so it's so sad. <laughs> Literally, I'm like sitting here trying not to fucking cry. I know. It was very sweet. He's such a sweet dog. So if, if I notice that his health and everything is changing so quickly and there's no way I can get him to a vet. Yeah. Because there's a couple vets, but they're at least... Two to three miles I away mean, from me. I mean, but you work by yourself. Like, what is... And I make that very much... I like make that's... that very clear. I make everything very clear. Yeah. I'm very open about my situation, your dog's situation. And I also make it very clear, like, if the dog is, like, on the verge of death, if they would like to stay there, you yeah. know, in case they want to be there when the dog dies. And he's like, no, I, I don't have... He, in his heart, feels... Felt that the dog would not pass at that moment. Yeah. And he didn't. He did really good. <laughs> yeah, but he you was a, have, like... He was amazing. He was amazing. Being but, preemptive, basically. Yeah. Because but, grooming, I mean, yes, we try and make, like, these situations as less as stressful as possible. Mm-hmm. But grooming is an invasive thing. And yeah. And when you're old and you've already got health complications. And if they don't originally like it, he originally loved it. So that's yeah. why it was easier for me to do the things that I do with him. But if there's dogs that are just not okay with it originally mm-hmm. and as they get older, they tend to get worse. Yeah. It becomes a problem and it then does. that's why I, I can't I can't be I can't be as effective. No. But I mean if he were to pass out during the bath, 
I, I'm going to say this. I would blow dry him. <laughs> because, like, I already know. I already had the conversation with the, with the daddy that he could go any second. Yeah. And, like, in my mind, I feel like if he were to go, hold him tight, make it peaceful. But I'd want to give daddy the dog dry. <laughs> the dog dry, so yeah. So you would blow dry a dead dog? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> what? I'm going to say yes. How, like, how could you? How? <laughs> because, like, I think I talk about these things. How could like, you I do... compartmentalize? Okay. I would be a fucking mess. Well, I deal with so many seniors. Like, 90%. I, I don't want to say 90%, but a large majority of my clients are senior dogs. Yeah. And I have yet to have one die on me. I've had old dogs die. I mean, they have died oh, yeah. when they're at home. Uh-huh, of but course. We've all like, had those. Like, if I knew my dog was on his way out and he went to the groomer, and most groomers do not take old dogs. They no, don't Because I, it, is, it is a huge liability. I yeah. completely understand. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't, I try not to. Sometimes, you know, a client will pull up my heartstrings. Yeah. But if the situation, I just had a situation actually, um, Last week, a client, I thought this dog had died. Yeah. Like, I thought they canceled their appointment, and yeah. I thought their dog died. Yeah. And then out of the blue, we get a text, and it says, hey, so-and-so is still alive. Can you, <laughs> you know, every day we think it's the last day. Can you groom my dog? Yeah. She is 16 and a lab. And I yeah. said. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I said, no. I was like, it. Why the fuck would you start your sentence with every day is almost the last day and then expect your groomer to just drive on over and groom your fucking dog? I used to intern at a vet when I was 17, so I'm very desensitized to, like, animals passing. And it was was very, like, when I first went in there, like, I, I threw up, like, my face went white. Why yeah, it is. You know, you learn to compartmentalize. Well, no, it's not that. It's just my favorite word. I know it is. <laughs> it's not that. It's just I became desensitized to the fact that animals pass, and and I saw things more tragically. Yeah. You know, be be it that I worked in a vet when I was seventeen, um, versus like if a dog passes on my table comfortably. You know, yeah. if I made his last moments comfortable. Yeah. I, that's why I can process, like, what I do next, you know? Yeah. So, but. So, like, I'm just envisioning you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's a dog on your table, an old dog, and the dog is laying down, uh-huh. you know, because it just feels comfortable. It's very relaxed. It's old. It's, like, 17. And you're, like, grooming it. And for some reason, I'm envisioning this dog in Asian fusion. And, like. Because <laughs> I, like, I do a lot of it. So, like, the dog has flares, <laughs> And, like, you're just grooming, la-da-da, and then all of a sudden you go to work, like, on another leg, and, like, you notice that the dog feels a little bit heavier than it did. <laughs> and so then you're like, Sasha, Sasha, and you're kind of, like, kind of poking it a little bit, and then you notice that the dog's not breathing, and you're like, oh, okay, and then you go back to fucking grooming. That is what I'm envisioning right now. <laughs> and then you call the parents and be like, hey, so, um... Was grooming Sasha. She passed away really comfortably, but she looks fabulous for her burial. Okay, first, <laughs> like, you cross over into m- mortician. <laughs> that is what I'm envisioning with this conversation. I, well, is there anything really wrong with, like, a dog mortician? I mean, if they, if it's all laid out. like Girl, I'm, do not okay. copyright this. Do not, like, LLC this shit. We're going to become dog 
morticians and we're going to make them beautiful. You can't handle dead puppies. I cannot handle dead puppies. <laughs> so I'll just. You'll be, the, you'll be the face. <laughs> I'll be the face. And, and I'll be, be the, the one. Back. You know what? I think I could do that. Like, you I mean. You totally could and you have the look for it. Yeah. What does the look have to do with it? The look. The mortician look. Is like dark because I'm pale and dark hair pale, and have dark rim glasses, eccentric glasses. First of and all, and like you have like this, um, you you're like a gothy vibe. You are perfect mortician material. My uh, uh, when I was 16, my anatomy physiology teacher, honors teacher, we were going on like different things about the body, and I led the class in the whole like <laughs> dissection of like. <laughs> Everything. Anytime we dissected something. And he's like, you really need to go to school for that. So that's not the first time I've heard that. <laughs> you should do it. Oh, heck no. You could be a doggy mortician. I should be a doggy mortician. And, like, you make them cute. I had a client. His dog died in the middle of the night. And, like, he just had a fucking photo shoot with his dog. His dead dog. Yeah. Because I mean, you can't do anything. It's no. the middle of the fucking night. Yeah, of course. He had a legit burial. Like, mm-hmm. She has a plaque, and, like, she is in the ground. And she, yeah. he had, like, 20 people go to this doggy funeral. I will be the next neighborhood doggy mortician. Yeah. You could be... You I'm going to I'm gonna drop great. the paperwork next week. I'm <laughs> drawing up the paperwork you next week. Should. Like, you know, I deal with all these old dogs, and then it's like, okay, well, for the afterlife care, mm-hmm. how to, Yeah, you and, know. like, you could do... Make them look hella fucking cute, and they could do an open casket wake and like ah should we be talking about this on air like i feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't (laughs) but like how many people you know what i mean yeah would be down to do that yeah i could not no i could i've seen the worst and i'm i'm always talking with the owners and i'm they've already lived their best life yeah and i'm not doing I'm making sure that their last moments are as comfortable as possible, yeah. even through the whole grooming. If there's anything yeah. that they don't like, it's not happening. Yeah, exactly. I am so. the same way when I do seniors. Yeah. I had a senior that I took on. He was 15. Yeah, I saw the picture. And like, and your caption was like, even though it's not the greatest, he's still the cutest or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like you just have to make them comfortable. Yeah. And I told, and what I do with senior dogs is they get a what I call it a dry haircut. And so I start with the haircut and most of the seniors get a 10 all over. I'm not dealing with it. Yeah. No, I completely and understand. 10 all over. Unless I've been grooming them when they were younger and I know that they can handle it. But yeah. if you are a dog that I don't know, you get a comfort clip. Yeah. And so I told her that and I'm like, I will start off with the legs because they were matted. If I can move on to the body because this dog was decrepit. <laughs> like I was like... How is this thing still alive? <laughs> and, like, so I take my time and, you know, started with the legs. And then I was able to move on to the body. Then I was able to give them a bath. And, like, I don't really touch anything up after that. Like, I give it to them just the way it looks. Yeah. No, I understand. And, like, she was happy. But I almost started crying. Because I'm, like, it just reminded me of all the reasons why I chose to put my dog down early. Not yeah. early. I should not say early. Your dog she was ancient. Like, Your dog was she ancient. She was ancient, but, like, she was declining. And, like, I'm looking at this dog, and I'm like, that was my dog's future. My dog was old and declining, and his head was there, but his body wasn't. So I had to do what I had to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And even then, when he had already passed, I was still brushing him. Yeah. And only because I know <laughs> that he loved it so much. But it I was. Re- I don't remember the point of my story, but like. No, it means. It you, means. You gotta make him comfortable. You have to make him comfortable. So, since you do. I just cut you off there, but I'm gonna ask and then you can go into your thing. Okay. And then you can answer my question. Um, so, since you do a lot of senior dogs. Um, why don't you invest in like a uh, camera of some sorts? Because all of your clients seem pretty cool. Yeah. But there's always going to be that one person, you know, no, if the I dog am- dies. I understand. That's why I make sure that there's contracts involved and I there's verbal contracts, paper contracts. Yeah. And I do take pictures of everything. I take pictures of the bath. Um, the blow dry. Mm-hmm. I do video record the blow dry because a lot of times I've noticed. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. That's a new thing I've been doing. And, and it's a good idea. It's the only reason why is because I know that a lot of dogs will go into seizures. Yeah. Um, they're dryer heart- induced seizures. Yeah. Dryer induced seizures. Um, they could just die when you're blow drying mm-hmm. them. So I record the blow drying experience so that way the pet parents know that I have the dog on the lowest setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and always get no nozzle, lowest setting. Yeah, no nozzle, lowest setting. And a lot of times I'll do them on, I have uh, a fatigue mat for myself. Mm-hmm. So I'll put the dogs down and I actually put my legs around them like it's like a barricade. Mm-hmm. And I just let them lay there and I blow dry them. I do that I with s- puppies. I still do happy, I do that with puppies too. <laughs> but I still do the happy hoodie even though most of my dogs are deaf. Yeah. It's just the, the, the feel of the wind on their mm-hmm. ears irritates them. So I do everything to make them as comfortable as possible. Yeah, of course. And I'm sorry, but, like, if you have a heated fluff dryer, that probably would be nice for an old senior dog if you're using it properly. Mm -hmm, For Um, sure. On a low setting, warm heat, just let them fall asleep. You just have to be aware that you're feeling each spot Mm -hmm. so that way they're not getting hot. So, Yeah. And, you know, off on a tangent for just a second. Just a second. So I was actually putting on a happy hoodie on a Frenchie the other day. Yeah. And, like, this is what happens when you work by yourself. Like, you kind of start to, like, make yourself laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. I, I talk to my dogs. Yeah. And I talk like, to my dogs. I'm putting – there. I do two – they're owned by the same person, but they're two show Frenchies. Yeah. And so, like, they have, like, this thick-ass fucking neck. And they're facing the wall, uh-huh. and I'm like trying to shove this the large happy hoodie on this dog. Yeah, and I'm like, God, this is like all my bulldogs and Frenchies have stretched out my happy. Hoodies. Yeah, I'm like, this is what it would be like to put a condom on a flaccid dick. <laughs> 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 and I'm like fucking trying to like put it on, and then I'm like, oh, literally came to my mind, and then I was like. Huh, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Cause just because you said happy hoodie. No. Yeah. Happy hoodies are fun. They are. They're great. And so sh- and don't blow dry your senior dogs in your tub. Why? I because the you know, you have your aluminum kind of walls on the uh-huh. side. I should say this is for like aluminum or metal tubs. And then you have the metal on the back end. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like even with the happy hoodie on you know, your blow drying. All extra reverberation. It's the extra reverberation. Yeah. And that causes the seniors to go into a blow dryer seizure. Yeah. I mean, if I know the dog, I'll do it. But I usually don't for my senior dogs. I just yeah. I just put them on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, senior dogs are just good 
when it's they're easier. As, well, it's just it gives them a sense of um, comfort. Comfort. They're on the ground. They can feel the they're ground. Hold, you're holding them. They don't. They're not aware that they're because even when they're on the table, they're still aware that they're up. Yeah. And so it could be triggering. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's how my week was. It was really good. It was really interesting. And, um, you know, aside from the necrotic tale and my old dogs, it was, <laughs> it was, it, it's always a learning experience, <laughs> but you were talking about like making yourself laugh, working by yourself. I work by myself too. Um, in a brick and mortar setting, mm-hmm. I lock my doors and stuff like that for my own safety yeah. and comfort. Of course, I always worry about you being there. I mean, because you never know, like, yeah. who the fuck's walking in your door. Of course, of course. And I do keep my doors unlocked when I know clients are coming in and out. Yeah. But, but if it's a new client, that's still kind of scary. So I I notice that, like, when it comes to mobile or working by yourself, it takes a certain individual. And a lot of times... People can't work by themselves because it does take a toll on their mental stability and their mental health. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you're working by yourself that it's starting to affect you in some ways? Or do you think you can kind of counter it with something else? Um, When it comes to work, I thrive alone. You do? I do. I do. Which is surprising. It is. Because I've worked with you and we've had, I guess maybe we're too much of a distraction together. We are, um, but I think if I were to go back into a work setting, I think, and if we did, like, a work venture together, yeah. I think that would work out. It would be fine. I mean, um, we are. This is a work venture. This is a new this work is, venture. This is fun work. <laughs> this is fun work. And, like, I think we work pretty good together um, as long as I'm not watching you groom. Because <laughs> I'm a neat freak when it comes to working. And, like, you're... I clean up after myself. You're artistic, which comes with a little bit more of a mess. And so, which is fine, <sighs> and I respect that. <laughs> but we... You have a lot of words in your mind. I do. Yeah. But so, like, as long as I don't watch you work, like, I yeah. can be in the same room as you, and I'm fine. Yeah. But I cannot actually watch No, I understand. work. So, in... But, so, there's a lot... Because I, I... Even though I'm not mobile, I'm on the mobile grooming site, and... Um, you know, I've talked to some people locally that they have their their mental health did decline working by themselves. It's really hard for some people. I'm okay, so I'm they call an ambivert, which you can you are not only an introvert, but you're an extrovert as well. And so I have moments of wanting to socialize, but uh-huh. at work I find myself do better being by myself. And so in my off time, I've really supplemented myself on being a little bit more social. Yeah. So that kind of fills that void. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been going into a lot of depressive bouts lately. Um, but I don't think that has to do with work. It's well, just good. Well, it kind of does. It's an overwhelming amount of work. Social but, media really takes it out of you. Yeah, it does. Is, it, is that as an owner... That that the that you get depressed, yeah, faster, yeah. I think so. Okay, you know, because when you're when you're actually, I don't, I don't want to say this is like being disrespectful to anybody, but some people do view owning their mobile van or a little 
not studio, but like a little room. Mm -hmm. They kind of see it as like a hobby. And it's not, they don't run it too much as like a full-on business, which is fine. That works for those people. That works for everybody. Yeah. Those, you know. And so when we've, me and my husband have been talking about expanding. I'm kind of like on the fence about it. You know, that adds on a little bit of stress. Because now you're relying on someone else. You are, and that's so hard. But yes, I do think being an owner does affect your mental health. Um, And I think in the industry, it's so stigmatized on taking vacations. It is. I've noticed that. It's weird. Sick days and not taking care of yourself. Um, What prompted this topic was just lately just seeing so many groomers well there was one thread in particular just attacking you know not taking your sick days it's or taking your time off for yourself vacations are so important oh yeah and i take probably a week off every fucking month it seems like but but do you feel better afterwards oh, doing fuck that yeah exactly so then you're more productive yeah so like people don't understand that if you give yourself time off yeah and you're not running yourself ragged you're actually more productive i believe it was europe i can't remember where specifically the um a certain company did a um i don't want to say experiment but I guess experiment, where they started giving their employees only 30 hours a week. It's probably one of the Nordic. Probably. <laughs> but they countries. found that they were actually more productive yeah. than somebody who was doing 40 hours. Yeah. And, like, strict work. No, you know, they weren't, they didn't take an actual lunch break. They didn't actually really take their 15. You know, so when you're giving yourself a break, a mental break, you are more productive at work you're going to be more inclined in doing more things for your job than if you were running yourself ragged for a year yeah you know you're signing yourself up for a mental breakdown yeah you know i had an old manager you know i did not take vacations every year she'd be like vanessa it's because they don't don't roll over and when you work um, she's like it's october blackout dates are coming you need to take your vacations your birthday's coming up. Take, like, two fucking weeks off. Yeah. Like, go take your vacation mm-hmm. because you can't use it. And I'm like, ugh. Like, why are you talking to me and about this? And they stop this? paying out the vacations, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, you know, bleh. I don't want to take them. You know, I don't get paid. I could make more than what I was getting paid for vacation. Yeah, your hourly is smaller. Exactly. Well, no, at, at PetSmart, you get your um, average commission. Oh, well, then you'd have been fine. You- uh, yeah, but, like, you could still make more. I could have oh. made more than my average commission. Uh, and okay. I'm like, ugh, like, I don't want to do that. And she'd be like, you need to. Yeah. I will just block you out, and you just don't come to work. Yeah. So then I started realizing, okay, well, when I come back, I'm ready for the holidays. Because, like, now I'm rested, and, like, I can do more. Yeah. So then I started figuring, okay, well, what if I start taking vacations like throughout the year so now when i schedule out for the year for my clients i'm blocking out vacation time yeah and i still take vacation time throughout the year even if it's like a quick trip yeah i do i do definitely um for (laughs) 
I do two weeks in the fall, two weeks in the spring, and it's usually always mm-hmm. when it's slow and grooming anyway. Because I yeah. I plan my pregnancy, my last pregnancy that way. <laughs> um, so I I literally take two weeks off in October and two weeks off in March. Mm-hmm. That's a month off of vacation, and I'll take a, a day here and there. Yeah, uh, for myself. Um, but yeah, it's you know I love working. Yeah, but it's mostly because I work part time. Yeah. And I don't work as often. I don't work five days a week. Yeah. I don't work 40 hours. And I love working because I'm just, I've always been that way. But I, if I was working five days a week, 40 hours, I need to have those vacation times. I, I would mm-hmm. need to take those breaks all the time. You have to. It is so important. Like, yeah. it is so important. And then even as an employee, when I was working full-time hours, it's... When you're working this job, you're in the service industry. And not only are you in a service industry, you're not working on, uh, you're working on animals. You're working on living mm-hmm. beings. And that so takes a toll on you. It does take a toll on you because now you're always walking that tightrope when it comes to, is this acceptable? Is this good? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be praised? Am I going to be, like, shunned? Am mm-hmm. I going to get written up as an employee? Yeah. For, you know, that's that's really, it takes a toll. It's a lot of stress. It does. You know, you're worried about if you're an employee, you're worried about always pleasing your employer because, unfortunately, there are a lot of shops that people work for and we've worked for, uh, well, I think you've only worked at one private shop. I've only worked at one private shop. And I worked for several and you're always worried about being berated. You know, because I I have worked for people who have never groomed. I've yeah. worked for people who were groomers, but they weren't so good. Yeah. Um. And there's all of these expectations from everybody in yeah. the grooming industry. Yeah, you got the clients. For some reason, it's so fucking cutthroat. And then you have your clients. You're worried about pleasing clients. You're worried about. Then you have making, the social media aspect. You do. You have the social media. You have. You're worried about making. A bad all review. the dogs are comfortable. You're worried about your fucking reviews. Like the service. We work in the service industry. And we're also working on live animals. And we're working on live animals. And it is difficult. That is fucking taxing on your brain. It is. Like, and if you are a high functioning anxiety person like I am. That would and be Vanessa me. Is, <laughs> then you're constantly worried about everything i'm constantly worried i'm thinking about the next scenario and Mm -hmm. i'm always that's why i'm like always having these conversations beforehand because i know like if the dog were able to speak english or any Mm -hmm. language and comes out of my salon and says well you know what mommy daddy i feel good i might not look the best yeah but i feel good and i gave her a lot of shit exactly so you know and they don't hear that they don't see that they don't know that and so it it's because it, it could be like it could be so damaging mm-hmm. to a salon. It could be so damaging to a, even just one groomer, mm-hmm. especially if the person knows the groomer's name. Even when I worked at corporate, if they say your name in like a review and mm-hmm. say this person Vanessa did my dog at this location, and she is a shit groomer. Mm. You are done. It takes forever to come back from that. It does. And it it shouldn't matter because 
people don't look at the one versus the the majority. Yeah. They also don't look at the person and ask what was the situation. They don't mm-hmm. understand context. No. And I can like I can I hate to say this in other service industries I could possibly understand like you know what if somebody was painting my house and didn't tape up shit properly. Mm-hmm. That's a service that they're providing me and they yeah. didn't tape up my house very well and so there's all these streak marks everywhere. They didn't do a very good job. Like I could see that. But when it's like you don't know when working with a live animal what that person goes through. Uh-huh. They're not on their own. This thing yeah. is moving. They don't they don't comprehend the magnitude that we're working on a live animal. Yeah. And that, okay. There's yes, other variables. Yeah. And that yes, the dog that you're showing me that I groomed yeah. on my Instagram looks beautiful. And you want your dog to look like that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. I always tell people, hey, I will try my best. Yeah. I have never groomed your dog before. We'll see. It all depends on your pup. Yeah. And then. My I, Instagram is is literally filled with the best. But I because. I am trying to put my shit work on there. Okay. I am starting to, but most of my shit work is my seniors. And so, like, I want people to know that I do all dogs. We need, as a computer community community we need we as a community need to understand that it is okay to be okay like or not okay like i sorry that the dogs aren't always going to be looking okay yeah in that i see posts and stuff like that of just beautiful work all the time and it's like we all every single one of us even the uh what are we what are they called yeah, I people, the people, the people, <laughs> <laughs> the people. influencers, even the influencers who are constantly posting these beautiful pictures. I guarantee you, they have one dog that always looks like shit. Well, that's what those seminars are for. Because every time I go to a seminar, those people who are like big in the industry who have those beautiful grooms, when I actually listen to their seminars and like actually hear them teach, mm-hmm. they'll flat out say like it, it's it's never it's never a non question when somebody comes in. They're like, "Do you ever have a bad groom?" And they're like, "Yeah, all the time." Mm-hmm. The Everybody. reason why is is that there are all these variables. I cannot be perfect. Yeah, and and then the same goes with clients. They're seeing your Instagram and they're seeing your best, but they don't understand that. It's all circumstantial. It is. What you're giving me is what I got. And so that takes such a toll on your brain. As an owner, it's a little bit, I want to say it's harder. Well, as an owner, yeah. It, as because a, now you have to worry about not just yourself, but your, your reputation, but you have to worry about what somebody else how somebody else is affecting your reputation mm-hmm. um and you're worried about your employees you're worried about your fucking taxes fuck fucking taxes you're worried about just your payments you're worried. i'm not worried about any of that because <laughs> i do the profit first <laughs> the profit first method everything i need to read that book i have that book you want it Oh, yeah. I didn't know you had it. Oh, yeah. I'm all about it. Oh, yes. Yes. Let me. I was going to be bar- going to buy it. The Profit First. Everybody has um, recommended, recommended it. Recommended it online. Okay. And I- so let's. So since we're talking about mental health and the Profit First, 
Um, you remember, I don't know if she'd be okay with me shouting out her name, but do you remember the lady who did our CPR class? Yes. She was way cool, right? Yeah. So then I started following her on Facebook and I started stalking her because that's what I do. Yeah. You said she's like fucking all over the place. She is a owner. What she's a prestigious, excuse me. She's a prestigious groomer. Um, she also is in the show ring. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an owner and operator of now. If she's all over the place. Just drop her name. Laura Gordon Latshaw. Okay. Okay, so she's really awesome. So then she also owns, she just opened up her second salon. Okay. In Indiana. She does so a whole. like a franchise. Yes. She's running it all. She takes vacations. Mm-hmm. She goes to Costa Rica. She goes to Europe. She goes all over the place with her dog. And that cute little bitch on. And her posts are always like, you got to put yourself first, your health, your mental stability. You and she's just all over the place having a great time. Now, it's social media. She may not be having the best time. But yeah. you know what? I still look at it and I said, that is somebody you should look up to. She's For sure. She's somebody you should look up to. She's doing everything. You should look up to her financially. She is. She does everything. She provides so much for her groomers. She's had groomers that have been working for her allegedly forever, and she provides them, again, allegedly with, like, health benefits, vacation. I'm curious, though, is she paying 50%? She is not. Ah! She is not. Because remember, she is first. Yes. She is first. I am not pro 50%. But she does pay, because she is such a good groomer in the location that she's living, she does Mm -hmm. have her prices to which... Her groomers live very comfortably, obviously, if they're staying with her. your prices, baby. Yeah, obviously, if they're staying with her that long and they're pro- mm-hmm. she's providing she's providing an environment that is worth mentally staying. stable to live at. I'm, like, yeah. thinking in my head, I'm like, girl, if I ever move to Indiana. <laughs> right, I'm going to work for you. Can I work at your <laughs> salon? <laughs> <laughs> I like me some corn. Hoosiers. The numbers game that will have to fucking be for another episode. Go Hoosiers! But no, like to you need to work on your mental health. That's how you get burnout. We have not mentioned burnout at all. Oh my god! So it's it's crazy to think that when you talk to people who have been in the industry for a very long time, you fail to realize like. There is this thing called groomer's burnout. And you think that it doesn't, like, it may only happen to you. Like, you feel like, oh. It fucking happens to all of us. It happens to so many people. And the thing is, though, is that you're working yourself to reach a standard. Not even just a standard, but, like, it could be money. It could be um, influence. It could be just even just trying to reach... Um, a standard in grooming as far as uh, like um, confirmation. So like mm-hmm. you're you're reaching these standards, but you're working so hard to the point that you break down and you are just burnt out. Mm-hmm. And it might not be that you don't love grooming. You might truly love it, and you're like, why do I what not happened? want to do yeah. this? Like you feel so conflicted. And then you see a lot of people that they'll open up salons and they'll be like, I don't want to groom forever, but this is all I know. So I open a salon. Which may mm-hmm. not be the greatest thing, but it's just like what they do. Yeah. I have never had the groomer burnout. I. It's only because I've had so many breaks in between myself yeah. grooming. Yeah. I have had Not voluntarily. Burnout. I have had groomer burnout. You did. I have was on the verge. I, 
actually was about to enroll myself in school and figure something else out because I did not want to groom anymore. Um, I remember when you were feeling it. I want to say it was an influencer to keep you in. But (laughs) (laughs) you have to, you really have to give yourself time. When you're feeling groomer burnout, usually you need to take a nice vacation. Not a three-day vacation. Not a four-day vacation. A nice seven-day vacation. If you could pull it off, maybe a little bit longer. Because they say seven days is the amount of time it takes you to get out of a work mindset. Yeah. And if you're... Yes, okay. So taking a three-day here and there, that's all fine and dandy. That's just to kind of refresh yourself. That's just a nice hitting the refresh button on your computer. Like you, the nice spit in the face. Exactly. That's a money <laughs> shot. Okay? Uh, we need Thank the you. full we need the full shebang. All right. And that's a nice good seven day or plus longer yeah. vacation. Yeah. And I know you're probably saying, Vanessa, I can't afford that. If well, you can't afford that, you really, 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 really need to evaluate what you are charging. And I get that for there, you need to charge what's appropriate for your area and then add $10. You need, yeah, you need to make that profit. And I know it fucking hella sucks because I deal with it here too in a big metropolitan area city where it's hard to get clients because you're expensive. Well, you also get like, even when you don't have control over. When you don't have control over, let's say, the pricing, like if you work in a corporate environment, it's just notorious. When when I worked at PetSmart, it was very notorious hearing groomers that they would be, it was almost like an assembly line. They would get dogs in, dogs in, dogs in, mm-hmm. dogs in, dogs in, dogs in, and then they have to like pull them out, pull them out, pull them out, and they have to be all this great quality and they have to be perfect, and and they make you do all the and work. it's it's for yeah you do all the work and you're doing phones you have to do the phones you have to do the cleaning you have to do everything, and you know you're only getting yes you're only getting fifty percent which is large, but you're getting fifty percent of a lower price, mm-hmm. and you're also mandatory uh, like they give you a quota that you have to fulfill Fucking by adults. the end of the week to get that fifty percent. Mm-hmm. So you're just, you're, you have to push yourself so hard. And there was a lot of groomers that I worked with that had to take a hiatus because of their mental stability just fell. Like they had no choice. And you get, you get benefits when you work corporate. You get paid vacation when you work corporate. But the fact that you are just worked to death and you don't know how to, I don't want to say you're, it's it's the situation is not set up to where you can negotiate. Mm-hmm. So, um, like even like pricing or your hours or anything, things are not negotiable. So then there's a lot of groomers that will just work and work and work, and they're at a fast paced salon. And I just know that their mental health is just it just goes down to the ground. Yeah, and then they hit a wall and. You know, other influences start happening, and then they have to take a like a long hiatus. There's groomers who I've known who would have to take a couple years away from grooming mm-hmm. and then come I've back to it. it. Yeah, and then we love grooming. But the problem is that they'll come back to the corporate, 
that you killed them in the yeah. first place thinking that they can do it again or this is where yeah. they can get a job quicker or the health benefits, the things that are really well provided in a corporate mm-hmm. environment, they'll come back to it and then they'll go through the groomer burnout again. And it's so unfortunate. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a cycle. Vicious, yeah, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. You know, if you can afford therapy, I am pro-therapy. I actually have my first day on Monday. I'm so excited. Um, I've done therapy in the past and I'm doing therapy um, just... Couples therapy. Yeah, I'm doing couples therapy. And before you get into, like, is the divorce final? Like, no. <laughs> no, you should always go to therapy. You should start therapy when you're in a good place. I read this book, and it was it was actually all about sex. And I, wore, I read this book, and it was, like, pink, and it had a big giant condom on the front. And it was literally, like, um, a sex therapist talking about, like, everything about sex. But the mm-hmm. first chapter, or the first to second chapter, was talking about, like, when you things are good before things get bad is when you should go to therapy Uh and that's what we decided to do we've done he's gone to therapy and i've gone to therapy separately we've therapy is very big you know you need it therapy pro i have gone i went to therapy when i was younger for um for certain reasons but you know, when you're a fucking teen, you're like, fuck therapy. Yeah, you like know? I don't need therapy. Like, I can, I'm fine. I can just switch my brain differently. <laughs> right? You know, I can compartmentalize, even though I probably don't even know what that word means. You like, know? <laughs> but it sounds nice. <laughs> but it's, it's great. Cool. I can do it, and yeah. it's like, no, you can't. And so, you know, I'm like super pro therapy. And if you can afford therapy, go to it. Yeah, it will. You know, I'm feeling so very overwhelmed as a business owner, and now that we have this new venture of shit on the table. This is our therapy. This is, you know, I, I, I'm i like, my life has gotten so much busier with working out four times a week. Yeah. I work five days a week. You also need to make sure you're unloading on me, too. Like, I know. <laughs> I unload on you so fucking much, and you never unload on me. No, and no, I unload I'm on talking you. about like the. I'm not talking about like the like our feelings. But oh, <laughs> you're oh, funny. Oh, wait, you want me to female ejaculate all over you? Is that what? No, you no, no, that no, 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 no. That's it's too hot for that right now. Oh. But um, what I'm saying is like, if you feel overwhelmed, you need to make. I know delegate. You're, you're that's yes, what you mean. You're I need very, to delegate. You're very sensitive to like my life, and you mm-hmm. know that I have two kids, and you're very nice. Yes. You t- this is why you're probably going to be the biggest pushover boss if you ever get another employee. <laughs> and I know you, you think all of those things through, but if you are like, Vanessa, you need to do this. It's not just that. I do think about, I do think about your kids and yeah. I think about your life and that you are very busy as well. But then I'm also a very big control freak when it comes to certain things. You are. It's great. <laughs> and so... <laughs> since I, And I'm going to take advantage of that because I, that's just who I am. I know. And it's okay That is okay. And I am 100% okay with, like, doing all the social media and, like, all that stuff. But I need to learn how to let go of things. And that is one of the reasons why I'm going to therapy. Because I don't know if the long game I can handle doing all of these things. So before I have a nervous breakdown, I want to go to therapy and have the tools and learn how to delegate. Because I don't really know how to do that yeah because i'm a control freak yeah and on top of being a control freak i am a high functioning anxiety i have high functioning depression and like 
you know. So I'm going to therapy, and I recommend therapy to everybody because we have so much. I on have our minds. ADHD, and my therapist. I went to this one therapist who I didn't go to anymore because she made me feel like shit. No, but I that's have, not a good therapist. Yeah, I have ADHD, and she was like, "You definitely have ADHD." I'm like, "Okay, cool. like, I knew She's, that already." Yeah, I knew that <laughs> Thank already. You. Thank you. And she's like. I don't even know how you could groom with ADHD. And I'm like, wow, thanks. Thank you, Appreciate it. <laughs> Are you telling me, like, how I, like, I can't do my job? But the, it's, it, everybody's different. Like, I actually think ADHD would be perfect No, because, be, no, it's not, that's not true. I think it depends on how functioning the ADHD is, I guess, or, you know, what, on the spectrum. I know, guess so. Because... You, being a groomer is very much go, go, go. And yeah. ADHD is very go, 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 go. I guess you're right. I didn't and, think about it that way. you know, you would just have more of the dogs that are a little bit more go, 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 go yourself. And that's how picking and choosing your clientele. We as groomers feel like we need to fucking take everybody on. And guess what? We don't. We don't need to take everybody on. Mm, I, have yeah. had, I have fired clients because they do not match my feng shui i guess you want to call it they can't vibe with you they don't vibe with me so if they're not vibing with me you're not going to be a fucking client of mine yeah because I, I feel the same way you know and it's okay it is okay i think as groomers we feel like we shouldn't fire anybody we should please everybody we should we're not I, everybody's best friend i'm still trying to break away from that because you know my i'm not comfortable enough in my business to where it's like i can like, I know I can do it. I was firing people when I had 10 clients. Yeah, so that's my point. Is like, I know I can do it, but I have not mustered the balls or the yeah. courage to actually just say, you know what, your dog is too taxing on me, yeah. and it's just not going to work out. Yeah, It's not worth the bad review. It's not worth the headache for years to come mm -hmm. dealing with you and your dog. So, like, I have, because I, I don't know, I... I don't have it all there in the mind. Yeah. So much so that I have it, like, I can deal with a lot of abuse. <laughs> yeah. I can deal with a lot of it. And you've noticed that. Like, uh -huh. I can deal with a lot of shit. Yes. And I can carpet, carp, that word. Compartmentalize. I can, I, can, <laughs> I can maneuver the shit to where it needs to be, where it doesn't affect me. But do you think it affects you over time, though? Yes. That's what I was getting to. It doesn't affect me immediately but you just but, let it all pile up but over time it does it does weigh down because like does. i also have health issues too that you know can can that cause depression that cause anxiety yeah so i have health issues naturally that can cause those issues externally and as well as like with my job being so laborious and it's all of it together is just like a like a pool a whirlpool of you're going to get fucked before you're 40. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's like, I know that is looming in the background. And so I guess I have to deal with it. And that's what therapy is for. Exactly. Therapy, therapy, therapy. And the point is, the whole point of all of these off tangents, I don't even know if we've made sense. Because once again. You need to take care of your mental health. We've been drinking we just topped off a whole bottle of wine. I drink once a week, and... <laughs> it's at my house. It's at her house. <laughs> it's, but, like, once every two weeks, and it's Evanessa's house. Exactly. And the point is, 
the point out of all of this is it is okay to take care of yourself. Yeah. It's okay if you need to fire someone because they are affecting you mentally. And it's okay to take vacation. If you work for a corporate environment. Take advantage of that. No, no, take advantage of the vacation, but as far as firing clients. That is a little bit harder. It is harder, but I don't respectfully stand your ground. This is what, this is how I feel. Because I have been in that environment and I've Mm -hmm. had to make waves. Yes. Versus, like... I was pissing off clients at least once a fucking week. Well, yeah, and then you were targeted for a while. So you don't want to... It's it's hard not being a target in those kind of environments because you're so well because you're replaceable with people. Uh, if you are, I was not necessarily replaceable. No, you weren't. You were the highest grossing groomer in our salon. Yes, so I had a little bit more leeway, but it's really hard in a corporate environment because you. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized I was doing a bill. What is his name? Well, I have Ob- not slept, had sexual relations with No, that he girl. had the fingers. That's an Obama thumb. Is this the Obama That's thumb? That's the Obama thumb. No, I think. No, because Bill, Bill Clinton yeah, did it then, too. But then Obama took it too because now, because whenever because he was. Because it's disrespectful to point at people. So I'm doing the thumb on the finger at Vanessa like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. But anyways, damn it. Um, I mean, as an employee, it is it, a little bit more it challenging. Is, it is. And that's where working in a healthy environment benefits you. Yes. And that's really all that we're in search for. Yes. Yeah. Is working for healthy environments. Because this industry, for some reason, for some reason, likes to use and abuse their employees. But if then it's, it's already taxing on your body. It, it shouldn't is. be taxing on your soul. It is. But then there is also the other side where for some reason groomers also have this mentality yes. that they deserve the world. And I kind of see it in the past couple of years this coming to a head. Yeah, be it both yeah. And I see employee employers we'll go into that like further wanting to please and yeah. please and please. And then you have employees who want more and more and more. And I see financially things are changing. And I think the dust is going to settle soon, I hope. Well, I hope because I feel like communication is very much the key. Because it's like, like I said, um, that amazing groomer out of Indiana. I'm pretty sure, um, again, don't quote me, she pays of a fair amount. Mm -hmm. And fair meaning not generous. She's not throwing dollars at her. Dollar, dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar, She's not throwing it at some, you know, unqualified groomers. Yeah. She's building up the groomer to where they are, what their worth may be. Yeah. Or the groomer comes in and she yeah. pays them what their worth is. Yeah. However, she is also not taking away from herself and her business. Yeah. So, you know. I think that's a conversation for another day. It is a definitely, it's definitely a conversation for another day. But on the plate. But I cannot wait for the numbers game. Exactly. But But money, as well as, like, the hardship of the job in general, and, like, the communication between owners and employees are part of your mental health. So you have to make sure, like, I know it's hard searching for a job, and you may be in a situation where you can't get out of. Yeah. Immediately. But... 
that's where therapy We helps. just need to take care of each other. Yeah, we need to be supportive. And just know that we're supportive. We're supportive yeah. of you. Yeah. Like, if you're having a hard day, and we see it, and we've talked about it before, and you're having a hard day, or you're having a hard time, I feel you. Vanessa feels you. Because mm-hmm, we have all fucking been there. Yeah. Whoever says that they always have a perfect time grooming. First of all, nobody, I don't think anybody says that. And if they do, they're <laughs> lying through their fucking teeth. They are. Because grooming is hard. And, like, I feel that, like, groomer. <sighs> you can have a passion for it. And you can love this job. You can. But there's going to be times that are going to be taxing on your soul. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a time where you unfortunately cut a dog. It happens. Yeah. And it fucks with you. I don't want to admit. I don't want to admit. But uh, in my early days. In your early days? In my early days. You know, I had. I accidentally. Ugh. I, I cried this day. I accidentally cut off one of those skin dewclaws. I cut a tuck up a couple months ago, and it was the most horrific thing I've ever done in my life. It is. You are not perfect. And I consider myself kind of a pro. Right, exactly. <laughs> we are not perfect. We have this idea in our minds that we need to be perfect. We are not perfect because we are human. Yeah. In humans make mistakes yeah and mentally that's if you think that you were perfect all the fucking time if you're going to have a mental breakdown well i don't know if you're gonna have a mental breakdown maybe you're just like brought up that hardcore privilege and you're like yeah i'm perfect i do everything right yeah that's a lot of confidence (laughs) (laughs) that i don't have i don't have that i am an imperfect human being inside and outside of my work life so you know what else takes a toll on your mental health? What? 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 How do you feel when oh. you're ghosted by clients? Actually, I love being ghosted by clients. <laughs> it has to be the like. Usually, when you're ghosted by a client, it's a girl. Why oh, are you putting your damn. cup to me? It's gone. Shit. <laughs> she just legit sneakily was like, "I'm gonna put my cup down right here by the bottle." And I'm like, that shit's been gone for, like, 20 minutes now. Oh. <laughs> but being ghosted by clients is the fucking best because usually the clients that are ghosting you are the clients that you don't want anyways. It is. Okay. It's half true. and Half true. And I realized that after I said it. Okay. It's half true because of we've talked about ghosted clients before and we've talked about, like, theorizing what has happened to the ghosted clients like Mm -hmm. the clients that you care about yes but there's also like i had recent okay this is recent i've been ghosted by two clients recently okay and they are familiar with each other okay the first client ghosted me and she comes back two months later and she tells me her you know um living situation Mm -hmm. as far as like there is things that happen medically with her and her family and She's like, I'm so sorry. I had to get a new phone. Like, things just have been piling up. And I, you know what? I'm going to be like, I forgive you. Yeah, fucking she's life like, happens. I'm, I'm, be- I'm ready to get back on the bandwagon. Let's get back on track. Let's yeah. get back on our four-week schedule. Yeah. Well, the other person who's familiar with her has ghosted me. And I, she had called me and said, I will, or she had texted me and said, well, I will, you know, I will try to get back into the swing of things. And I told her, 
just call me when you're ready. You know, because I knew she was ghosting me, and yeah, I was like, you I'm can not. Get a vibe. I'm getting the vibe from her. Like, she's just not, like, things may be going on in her life that I'm unaware of. Or she's just not on board with keeping track of her dog's grooming yeah. as much as. Or she just doesn't fucking like you. Or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Usually that's how I feel when clients ghost me. I'm like, they didn't like me. You know I'm what? Okay. I've had a couple clients, and like I've had one-time clients, and they just never showed up afterwards. Those and are like groomer hoppers. They are groomer hoppers, but you also know that like you did not satisfy what their needs were. And it could be monetary. It could be yeah. like your prices are too high. Yeah. Or, or. The dog just didn't turn out to their expectations because their dog was most likely an asshole. That too. There's, there's a Shih Tzu out here that's like kind of notorious. Mm-hmm. Or they just fucking hate you. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's really hard to be hated and ghosted, but it's kind of part of life. It is. <laughs> and it's. The only ghosting that gives me anxiety is the senior ghosts. Either the client was a senior or the dog was a senior. Those are the only ones that I'm too chicken shit to text and be like, hey. (laughs) Is everything surviving? (laughs) Is everything okay? No, I'm the same way right now. Like, I have so many senior clients. And like previous podcasts, we're talking about one that I haven't heard of from a while. And it's like really hard to just reach out and be like, please tell me you're alive and your dog is alive. If your dog is not alive, what do I do next? Like, do I send you a card? I don't have your, you know, can I get your address? Can I send you a card or? Yeah. I send cards when they, when clients. I don't take addresses. Well, I have that luxury. I never used to. Yeah. But being mobile now, if the client still has the dog and I'm still servicing them, I'll bring them a plant. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it is. Well, I, I mean, you're a bougie service, so they should get something. <laughs> they <bougie>. should fucking. <laughs> but if you don't have another dog that I'm servicing and the dog just passes away, then I just send a card. That's nice. And I, I, and I always feel weird. Like, how do I sign it? Do I sign it just my name? Do I sign it as a business? Do I do both? Like, exactly. <laughs> like, what do I do? And I'm sitting like, in the car for like five minutes. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the, do I do? The fact that you're having so much anxiety about their dog passing means that you are emotionally involved in their dog, but they don't see that. They don't. Like, they don't. They don't. They just see, okay, well, um, sometimes the clients don't give you the luxury of letting you know. So then you're sitting here in, like, this void. Uh, Awkward. (laughs) Of, like, did this dog die? Did it not die? Like, (laughs) what's happening? Uh, You know? Like, you just don't fucking know. Like a door creaks in the background. Right, exactly. And then the dog is. Are you going to tell me what's going on? (laughs) Exactly. And the dog's in the doorway, like, I died. And you're like, what? (laughs) But yeah. So. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, you love it, but then you feel awkward when they go. It's all circumstantial. It is. I guess, I guess, don't take away from this. Like, don't be wholeheartedly offended when they ghost you. Because. Even if you did shit work and they, like, will not go to you, it's better that they ghosted you than blasted you for your shit work, you know? And, like, always tell them. I always tell clients why you have shit work. And most of the time, if you have shit work, it's because the dog was all over the place with the head. It's not necessarily that they were bad. They might have been great for their body, 
great for their nails, great for the bath, great for the blow dryer. But then you go to groom their head and they're like, oh, I'm a bobblehead. And you're like, ugh. I so have a dog tomorrow just like that. Always fucking front tell legs, them. Front legs and, and the feet. Yeah. And this is the second time I've groomed the dog. Be communicative. I have. With your clients. Exactly. Communicate, communicate with the businesses. And do it when it happens. That's the, the biggest thing is that, you know, if you have the kind of communication with your client where, you know what, you didn't, like, especially if it's a first-time client. So I always tell them on the first appointment because then you put yourself in a fucking hole. Yeah, you do. So, like, the first appoint- appointment you have, really keep your phone close by. And you know what? If if you're looking at the dog and the dog's acting funny, take a picture or mm-hmm. shoot a text or yeah. give them a call and be like, you know what? Your dog's not very good for this, this, and this. And if they're, like, you know, it could be news to them uh-huh. or... They could have been dickheads and said, yeah, the other groomer said that too. And so then that makes it like a little bit more easier to see when the dog comes out looking like, you know, a gremlin. Like Like you fed it after midnight. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's going to be a little bit easier for the uh, the client to see their dog looking busted because Mm -hmm. they know from the get go that their dog is a little shithead. This is what's been happening. Exactly. Just so you know. Always fucking be communicative. Tell them their first appointment. You'll be nervous, but I guarantee you. Yeah. You'll feel better. So then you know if they're ghosting you after they're. That's sh- why. Because they're, you. No, they just, they just, they, they're probably just dickheads as a person. Yeah. Because I, if a dog is a dickhead, their client's a dickhead. I'm just kidding. No, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> that's not I've, true. Had, <laughs> I've had clients where their dog is a dickhead, and, and I have sweet, said amazing angels. Well, not oh yeah, but I've had people who I tell them right when something is an issue, like this is the issue I'm having, so that way I prevent them from ghosting me because they'll come back because they already know. Yeah, come up with a plan. Tell them. Yeah, I have a plan. This is what we're gonna do, and. That's how you Either can, they're going to want to work with you or they're not. Yeah. So you can prevent the ghosting to be a little bit more minimum. And then yeah. when that happens, yeah. just think but of it as... there's always going to be a ghost. Of course. Always. And then, you know what? Take a shot. Rejoice. Yes. Drink with us every Monday after work. <laughs> every Monday or every other Monday? Every other Monday. Every other Monday. We are too busy for every week podcast <laughs> episodes. <laughs> but, Yeah. It's okay if people ghost you. It's okay. We have to learn to be okay with rejection. Because you know what? We're so worried. It might not be you. It might just be the dog. Or it might just be, yeah, the client. Could just be them. I've had a dog that just flat out told me with their eyes, like, I fucking hate you. Exactly. (laughs) Like, this is not going to work. And you just know. You just know. They're like, they look at you and you're like, this is going to be the last time. And you're like, this is okay. You're not the one. (laughs) And it's okay. Not every dog is meant to be on our schedule. It's fine. So this would be the part of the podcast where we read your stories. We need some shit stories. Right? We need stories. Fucked up stories. Whatever. Um, Good so stories. Sweet stories. Our last um, our last episode that we put out, 
Uh, we did read a story. Did we come off too desperate? We always come off desperate. <laughs> <laughs> We're desperate people. <laughs> Our legs are spread wide open for you guys. Just come on in. <laughs> Just come on. Don't um, go too soon, though. <laughs> right? We don't want no two-minute man or woman. <laughs> um, but the story that we read was from Krista Olson out of California. Thank you so much. We loved it. Um, unfortunately, Krista, we don't have any follow-ups. We don't have anybody else as brave as you. As a briefing, yeah. a brief summary of her story. Exactly. That's was all this, we want. It was just a funny situation that happened at her PetSmart that she had worked at. It was beautiful. It was. And en- enjoyable. It was funny, short, and sweet. And this is the best. Camel toe involved. Exactly. And this is the best time to give a story because we're drunk as fuck. So then your story even sounds better. I know. <laughs> so come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We need another story. We need a, another brave soul. Brave. Brave soul. Muster to, up your courage, yes. please. Brave, brave, brave soul to bless us with their story. I've also noticed there are people on that listen to us that are not actually in the yes. grooming industry. <laughs> yeah. Please tell us as a client or as a groomer, like your stories. Give Just us give, give us, us something. something. Give us something. We'll read it. We'll read it. I swear. We'll we read like it. to be mediators. No, you, we we want to be in between everything. We do. <laughs> we want to be a sandwich, baby. And um but I do have a quick little story, since we don't have any stories from anybody. Okay. Um, it's kind of a recap. Not a recap, but uh, we had talked about this uh, on eating and how to eat properly. <laughs> okay. And well, I did not follow my own advice. So I... Do um, you always follow your own no, advice? No. <laughs> uh, never. So... I only had one cinnamon roll and three Red Bulls oh. this week. Let's give her a round of applause, literally a round. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did stop off for something healthy, though. So I was running a little li- a little late, and I Postmates does this really cool thing for any of the mobile listeners out there. You can order and do pickup. So instead of <laughs> it being delivered, if you're going to be passing by uh, a little place that you want it food from. Can't you just call the place? They were answering their phone. Oh, okay. So, so I did it through Postmates, oh. and so I ordered. I went and picked it up. And had to get the third party involved. Yeah, I had to because the they weren't party. fucking listening to me. Right. So I ordered a beautiful vegetarian. I'm not vegetarian, but I do eat vegetarian every so often. Wrap. It was a hummus wrap, mm. and it was super good because wraps are a blessing for mobile groomers. And you can eat them on like the road. Like a healthy burrito. It is a healthy burrito. <laughs> and so I pick up my food and I'm like, mmm. I get Didn't last week we have that burrito story? We did. So this is another. This is a healthy burrito, burrito story. <laughs> and so I get myself prepped before I start driving. And I am going over an overpass on the freeway. And I'm about to turn onto the freeway. And I am in the second turn lane. Not the inner turn lane. Because... My client was parked in the inner turn lane, and I am going to town on this rap, like, like, ooh, like, I got in it. And I had this feeling of someone looking at me. While you were driving? 
I was parked. Oh, okay. I was at a red light. Okay. And so I had like... This I always eat at a red light. Yeah, this is an opportunity to take a massively big bite and go to town. And so then I'm like, my head's caught to the side. I got the wrap. And like, I am taking the biggest bite of my fucking life. And then I kind of feel someone looking at me. They're always looking. They're always looking. <laughs> and I look up as I've got a chickmunk cheeks full of food. You hummus. have the cutest, nice, roundest cheeks. <laughs> I've got hummus from one ear to the other <laughs> ear. And I look up and I see a lovely client of mine waving frantically at me. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. This is not the best time for this to be happening. <laughs> And so I kind of just like, uh, like, oh, she sees me and I like wave at her like, oh, this fucking hurts my soul. Because you can't take another bite or it's you, you have to, you have to acknowledge their presence. I have to acknowledge my client who is seeing me with food and a mouthful and she had seen me ravishly bite into this wrap. And so I just wave at her and then we, the light turns green and we start driving. Well, I see this client a week later. and she's like yeah and she's vegetarian she's like full-blown vegetarian and i keep telling her about this place and i said you need to try him she's like yeah i saw you and she's like and i saw you take the biggest bite ever of your wrap and you had food everywhere and i was like god fucking damn it i was hoping it's just like your parents seeing you in a porn (laughs) exactly that was exactly what it was and i was like god i was hoping it looked a little downplayed in my car because my windows are slightly tinted but apparently not tinted enough yeah and like She's like, yeah, she, you look like you were really enjoying that rap. And I was like, oh, I was. But really, I was just trying to shovel my face with food as quickly as possible. <laughs> and I thought, like, leaving, like, a brick-and-mortar environment that I'd be able to, like, shovel my face in private in my car. But apparently you can't do no. that either. There's more windows. There's more <laughs> I was like, ah. Uh, what are the odds? <laughs> but yeah, so that was really embarrassing. And then the fact that she even called me out on it at her appointment was even she's more like, embarrassing. She's like, I saw. I She had 20-20 vision. She's like, I saw everything. She's like, I saw the hummus on your face. I saw you deep throat that fucking rat in your mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, dear God, this is tragic. That's great. My life is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so send us your fucking stories, guys. Yeah. I know ours are amazing, but we really want to hear your more amazing stories. Please. Yep. So, uh, I think you'll be hearing us a little bit before Halloween, our next episode. Yeah. So send us, send us, send us. Okay. Is anybody doing anything special for Halloween? Let us know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Little tidbit. Okay. Bye. Shit on the table. Out. Out.